I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Met the Criterion. Uh, we're joined by special guests yes, once again. Uh, it's your boy Vincent today holding the mic. You know how it is, representing uh, B-Town, as I would say. Uh, I got my normal boys as normal. Jared, what are you saying, brother? Is B-Town Burnley? Is it that's Briarfield? Right, right. What are no, we going with? It's Briarfield, okay? Briarfield Town, bro. Okay. I'm representing okay. Briarfield Town today. I'm coming from H-Town, which isn't Houston, it's Hyde. There you go. <laughs> Theo, what are you saying? I'm representing D-Town, which isn't Detroit, it is Denton. Thank Denton, you, Vincent. Denton. If anyone has ever heard of Denton, shout you out, okay? Shout us out on Twitter if you've heard of Denton. Before before I knew these guys, I didn't even know where Denton was, so shout out Denton, okay? Okay, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by esteemed guests, okay? I just want to say that. I want to say esteemed guests. We have royalty, as you could say, basically. Uh, we're joined today, first of all, from James from LA, LA Clippers UK. What are you saying, brother? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to, to get into every, uh, everything Clippers this year. Um, it's going to be a tough one for me to talk about, as most people probably know. Um, we didn't get off to the best of, uh, of seasons this year. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get into it and uh, again. Some good content for you guys tonight. So, um, honestly, yeah, brother, I've been looking forward to this for a while. If anyone knows me, I've had, I've given the Clippers a lot of grief, so I'm finally happy to be speaking to a Clipper fan yet again. So I'm excited about this one. I hope you yeah, prepared no for him no to doubt. hold you personally accountable, James. Just prepare <laughs> yourself for that. This is all on you now. I will take it. I will take it. No, obviously, I just want to start off just telling me a bit about yourself. Like, how did you become a Clippers fan? What what made you join your? What made you join the mighty Clippers? And what made you want to root for them? Really? Yeah, sure. Um, so it all started around, I'd say, probably twenty thirteen. Um, I started getting involved at basketball at school. Um, my cousin's big influence for me, and he was really into the American sports at the time. You know, NBA, NFL. Um, he's actually a Knicks fan, so I'm glad I didn't follow him down his. Uh, his choice of teams. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just started watching. Um, I think at the time, BT, BT had the license, the NBA. So obviously I'd watch football and, and the NBA, the late, the, late, um, the late games would be on on Sundays and Saturdays. So I'd just tune in. Um, I've always been a big fan of, of LA. Um, somewhere I've always wanted to go and I'm lucky to, to be able to visit there. Um, so and probably most people listening would think, you know, obvious, the obvious choice would have been Lakers, surely. Um, I think at the time they were on a bit of a downturn. Um, obviously, I, I loved Kobe, but I knew that obviously his career was slowly coming to an end. And I really wanted to affiliate myself with a team. Maybe didn't have that kind of history, that heritage. Um, and someone that was, that was cu- currently moving somewhere and maybe I'd be able to experience history be made or, or somewhere, someone... Uh, that currently played exciting basketball and kind of look through the teams and obviously the the next the next best from from the Lakers in LA it's is is uh is the Clippers of course at a time of playing exciting basketball you know coining the term Lob City with players mm-hmm. like Chris Paul Blake Griffin and they're just really exciting I just really love watching them and yeah from there haven't really looked back um it's been a a whirlwind of emotions I can't lie um I've definitely taking it on the chest um uh, there's been notable disappointments um 
but uh, in terms of kind of the creation of of my account um obviously we had a big off season last year mm. uh, the season before that we actually did have a really good season considering we just lost two key players mm. um and it really felt exciting uh, for the first time in a while so i really wanted to kind of you know carry that momentum on onto twitter and i really wanted to kind of grow the page because a lot of friends in my circle, they, they support basketball, but don't really follow it too mm. too closely. They have their teams. Um, I don't really know any Clipper fans and, and they didn't know any in the UK. I've never heard of any, never even seen a jersey <laughs> out. Um, never even seen a jersey in the stores, uh, let alone. So, um, yeah, I really wanted just to, to just have a chance to talk to, to fellow Clipper fans. And um, I knew the season hope was going to be exciting. Um so yeah, I really wanted to share that experience with, with other people and I really grow the community. As I said, there's, there's not a lot of us. Um, I know that there's kind of the meme, which is there's not a lot of Clipper fans actually in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know it's a, it's a franchise that are on the up and uh, yeah, I'm re- I was really, really excited for the season. So uh, the account was made and um, yeah, I haven't really looked back from there. Back. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps to you, mate, going back to the start there, choosing choosing you love LA and you chose the Clippers over the Lakers. Yeah. I think that deserves that's that deserves a bit of praise. That. Yeah. It's it probably more of a hipster approach to be <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite yeah. brilliant that you kind of chose a team where they were kind of not brilliant, but they were they had a good period of time. Like Lob City is famous for that. They made they had a great exciting football. I mean great football, great exciting basketball. Mm-hmm. And what would you say? Not there isn't as much similarities, but what would you say that's quite different from Lob City then to the team now? What's kind of the different the different type of excitement you would just like? I'll probably go on to this later in the pod, but I think the big the starking difference is the playmaking ability. And I loved Chris Paul. Like he was such an amazing player to watch. And, you know, I was lucky enough to see him in his prime. Um, obviously someone who carried a lot of injuries, but really gave me some of my best like clever moments, like I'm talking like game seven versus the Spurs in 2015, <laughs> that, that clutch, that clutch winner to, to put us through. Um, and just moments like that. And I, I know we probably do have, uh, I guess it's, there is some kind of elements there. Obviously, we, have, we do still have exciting players, but the whole Lob C thing is different. Like you have players like Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, who are just alley ooping like every single play. And I, I don't, I honestly, couldn't really tell you many alley oops we've made this season. Not that that obviously that's a big part of winning in basketball, but it's something that you know we we enjoy as fans that make you know the Instagram clips and, and you know gets talked about a lot. And yeah, so that, that for me is probably the starking difference, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those teams that you wish you could, they could have done more. Like, uh, when I watch that kind yeah. of players, sometimes you always think to yourself, I wish they could have just won. They did, They kind of deserved it. They played the most exciting kind of basketball at the time. Uh, exactly, exactly. But bringing it back to kind of like nowadays, what would you say, what would you think about the season so far? What do you think of the... the I, we don't want to talk about it too much, but what would you say, what do you think of the the overall season you've just been through? Um, if we start with regular season, um, I didn't think it was so bad. Um, when we were at our kind of most healthy state, um, it was kind of a kind of a theme of topic for our all Clipper fans is that you know when healthy, this team can can do bits. Um, I think I can't I can't pull the record straight off my head, but I think we went something like fourteen and two when we're fully healthy, and obviously you know that's not a lot of games. Mm. Um, so we did kind of struggle. Obviously, Kawhi getting kind of these new players into this team. We talk about this this core base that that were there before 
Um, we managed to acquire two superstar players, in my opinion. Um, the 2018-19 season was a good was a good season for us. We had a lot of young players. Um, we played some kind of exciting basketball. We took uh, the Warriors to a good couple games and obviously managed to get some good results of them, but ultimately they were too strong. And I thought, you know, when the news broke that we were making these moves, I thought just adding these two players to this team was going to make us formidable. And I think everyone kind of shared the same opinion. We were a team who I believe had the best depth in the NBA at, at, you know, every single position. Without a position. doubt. Without yeah, a without doubt, a doubt um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I think we kind of had to carry those expectations on, on our shoulders. I was kind of sad to see an exciting young player like Shai Julius Alexander go because I thought you know he was looking like he could be integral to our our future um, but again Paul Georgian seemed to be kind of uh, sentimental to also acquiring Kawhi Leonard uh, so you know we just had to accept it um, obviously I was <laughs> over, the, over the moon when it happened um, but looking back now yeah I guess it wasn't such a bad regular season but we can get into the playoffs if you like Um it was just a complete different scenario to obviously it was in the bubble. So, you know, things are expected to be different. Um, but yeah, it just really was not a fun time to speak. What do you think let what, what do you think uh, let you guys down? Um you no, know, I actually want to ask you guys that question first. Um I've I got my view and I think it's concrete and I, I'm dead certain that this was the reason, you know, we were eventually a disappointment. But I want to kind of ask you guys what you kind of thought our, our demise was. Just just to get kind of a contrasting opinion before Poor George. I lay it down. Poor George. <laughs> okay. I, I was about to say it all, start, it all went downhill from when you lost to the Nets. As soon as you lost to the Nets in the bubble, it was game over. I'll give you a proper answer, mate. Um, for me, it was, um, you were just talking about how the 2018-19 team sort of like more of a sort of scrappy bunch, not as many superstars. I think sort of the way that um, Leonard and George came in with this sort of superstar status, they were going to, it was LA our way. I think it it rubbed up some of the, some of the sort of, players that were there before the arrival of George and Leonard, it sort of rubbed them up the wrong way a little bit. Um, and I think there was far more going on behind closed doors than probably any of us are aware about. So I think it was just a chemistry thing. That was that was what cost them um, daily in the playoffs. I also yeah. think what another plot that played was, I know I say Paul George is a joke, but I actually mean it. I, f- I feel like he played a massive reason why you didn't succeed because he was your top two player. And for someone... For the for the, the amount of trades they offered from the, the massive trade that they they got from he didn't live up to what he was supposed to be. I'm not saying Paul George is a bad player, but I I have said it countless times. And I felt like he just a, a walking bag of excuses because he was always coming up with excuses why they're not succeeding. And then for them to come out at the end of it and go, we weren't expecting to win the championship. I felt like that's such a disrespect to the Clippers and the players you've got to say that you weren't expecting to win the championship when you've got the best roster in the entire NBA and to say we're not expecting to win the championship where you've got one of the arguably one of the best defenders in the league one of the best players in the league and you say a guy who just won a championship and you say you're not going to win a championship so that's why I feel like he's quite responsible for the mess up that's kind of happened and I'm not holding the full responsibility on him but I feel like he played a massive factor in it yeah, I mean, I can honestly, I can, I can get on side with with all of your opinions, and I think, every, like, there is, 
there was such it just seemed like the perfect storm for us to foul um there were a lot of different factors um i can get on side with with paul george i mean as someone who's watched a lot of clippers games you, you get this kind of glimpse of, of what he's capable of and it is scary um he can just take control of games and mm. it is unbelievable and you just really hope as 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 a fan of him i've, I've, I've followed him for a while and I, I really do love him um and obviously as a clipper fan you want him to do well you just really hope that he could kind of keep that consistency um but to t- kind of my main my main thing of, of where we kind of went wrong and i think this is kind of universal uh, between clipper fans and and those who who are um, kind of clippers reporters and journalists um for me it was doc rivers and I love Doc Rivers. He's been the coach ever since I've, um, you know, first supported the team. Um, he, you know, brought us some some good memories, and he really kind of built the franchise to where they are, they are now. And you could argue that without him, we could still have uh, uh, Donald Sterling as, as our uh, as our owner, and you know, <laughs> we could be quite literally worse than the New York uh, the New York Knicks. Um, so we are we are incredibly thankful for him. He's really fought hard for us, and. He was he was Clippers till he died, and he will always be a, a Clipper legend for us. Um, without him, I don't think that we're this team, and I definitely don't think we have players like Kawhi and, and PG right now. Um, so yeah, I'm incredibly thankful to him, but uh, he's just without without kind of disrespecting the guy too hard, a choke choke iced. Um, obviously, he's a championship coach, and no one ever wants to take that away from him. What he did with the Celtics was was really really good obviously he had some unbelievable players but you can't you can't never dis, you can never discredit a, a championship coach um but this guy is he's coached six teams that that have blown either three or three one leads or, or three two leads two three one leads with the same franchise so the fact that he's had he's been able to get to this stage to not only has he coached one but he's able to coach a second um, I couldn't see I couldn't see a future that that had him in, and if it if it was the, uh, a thing, then man, I, I was really really not looking forward to next season. Um, to kind of to kind of really not go into it too much by kind of analysing every single game, but I just think this guy he's he's good at you know regular season. He gets the mm. best out of our players, and um, obviously he's a championship uh, coach. This guy can't make uh, mid mid series adjustments to to see us through. The worst thing that could have happened to us in the Nuggets uh, series was actually going up three one because it, the instant chatter online is, "Oh my god, it's twenty fifteen all, all over again." And I'm sure, Vincent, you you remember that quite fondly of when we went three one up on the Rockets and had a real chance to make history and get you know, to you know, you know what? The Western I was actually starting to like you, James. I was actually starting to like you. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, like you, you, you did a number on us that season. At least, at least you've you've been to a Western Conference Finals. You know, I can't even say that about my franchise. The fact that that is still there and it, it kind of haunts us. So, what I kind of hoped is that being three one up, we'd expect. You know, the Nuggets are three one down. They've been three one down before. They're going to make adjustments. They're going to look at okay, look how how does this team play? Like where where can we kind of get at them? Where can we kind of you know target their weaknesses? And I really hoped that he would make some kind of adjustment to our game. But no, uh, long came game uh, five, uh, we'll be lost. We, uh, at late stage in the game, had a 13-point lead. I think this was in the third quarter. Had a 13-point lead with around 13 minutes to go. So, you know, how I think a championship team should not be giving up 13 points with 13 minutes to go. It just shouldn't happen. 
um, you know Jokic is, is going to dominate the paint and uh, without throwing him under the bus, I, w- I wouldn't blame Montrez Harrell, but really like he, he's not a good defender and he kept putting Montrez Harrell in every time. We'd have Zubac, which is our, um, our starting centre, and he'd do a job on Jokic. Obviously, Jokic is still cooking him every now and again. But this guy, um, Montrose Harrell, I think in, in over like 100 possessions or something, he, he had a, a net rating of like minus 20 points. It was honestly ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, the second unit would come in after the first unit did their job. The second unit would come in and, and the lead would be gone in seconds. Gone in seconds. You'd have Jamal Murray uh, cooking our... our, our Second tier uh, point guard, um, Lou, Lou Williams is, is giving up possessions. We're, we're having Jokic um, doing bits on Montrose Harrell, and it's really def- it's really deflating losing that game because it's three two. Now you're looking okay, it might happen again. So game six comes along, and we blow a nineteen point lead in that game, which we had in early in the third, which is an even bigger lead. So we should have seen that through. Doc makes the same decisions. Montrez comes in, Lou comes in, Reddy Jackson comes in. And they just get destroyed. And the lead is gone in seconds. And the momentum is just built, built, built. Yeah. They win the game. It's 3-3. Game seven comes along. A little a little fun fact for you guys. I was actually not not physically at the game, but I was a virtual fan for, at that game. Yeah. I had to firm the L at that, on that one. Um, we started the game brilliantly. Um, we had a 12-point lead in that game. So you're seeing these themes through all these games where we – our first, our first team is, is doing really well. We're, we're making leads. We just can't hold on to them. And the only person I can really hold accountable is the coach. Um, you can't really blame the bench. I mean, we have two uh, contenders for the Sixth Man of the Year award. And, you know, Doc Rivers, has had, I think he's had five out of the last seven Sixth Man winners. Um, so they should be doing better, obviously. Um, obviously. Like, he, like, the data shows that defensively, these guys are not good. If you've got these guys on the floor and Jokic is on the floor, mm. it may, it's, it's trouble, um, especially if we've got a lead because they're going to build this momentum. By the time PG and Kawhi comes in, they're forcing shots. They're trying to make things happen. They're trying to you know, hold on to this game. Don't let it get away from you. one of those one of those because you've touched on it before about Clippers legend I was thinking um, bum, fair point but I want to now ask you a couple of questions obviously the upcoming season 2021 20, what is it class 21 22 is it 21 it just, no, just scrapes into 20, 2020 doesn't it so it's just yeah, about, so, yeah so whatever it is <laughs> tell me now your moves okay I want to see what you think the Clippers need I want to find out from free agency or trade picks what you think you want to see coming through so I'm going to give you three options I want you to give me your dream move, your realistic one, and your wild card one. The one we might not be expecting. Three trades that, or not three trades, but trades you might think that might happen. Go. <laughs> uh, so for, me, for me, one of the biggest moves has already been made, and that's getting Ty Lue in, which I think is okay. Is, is tremendous for us. Um, obviously, there's there's you know better coaches in the league, but the ones that are available. An internal hire, someone who's been around the franchise, someone exactly. who first-hand experience of where things have gone wrong. You know, if things go wrong again, you know he's got to go because if you can't notice what I've just explained to you, then you know you shouldn't be the coach of, of this franchise. Um, in terms of moves, um, what was always noticeable about this team is that the playmaking was quite off. Um, I do like Patrick Beverly as a defender; he's really, really good. Um, you know, he's good. Uh, spot up shooter um, but 
you know, he's he's not that kind of all-star level that maybe we might be looking at. Um, so for me, kind of a dream move. And I've seen that Drew Holiday is available. Ooh, Drew Holiday. The only, the only I know that you better franchise... back off Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is going to move to the Nets. Nowhere else. Back off. Yeah, man. I mean. I mean, I think for all franchises right now, there's a lot of teams looking at him, which is why it's only a dream. I don't think we can put a package together that's as good as the Nets or, you know, the Warriors could come yeah. in for him. The only thing that might be going for us on that front is if, you know, the Nets think that they don't need him or they don't think their package is, you know, good value for them and they don't actually end up going for him. And if he's just kind of, this is a kind of rumour going on and on and on and the Pelicans kind of want to get something for him. We have a few few guys we could give them, but it's yeah, not a competitive package. Okay. Uh, a bigger dream would be CP3 coming back. Uh, I hear that he, you know, they would listen to offers. I don't know if they would take them, but obviously they're going to want some probably young guys to put around shy. Um, so if we could in any way get that possible, I think there's two players on our team, but probably three players on our team that are untouchable. Uh, actually, probably I'll probably cut that to two. Um, PG and, and Kawhi, I don't want to see them go. PG is untouchable. Yeah. Okay. I think he's untouchable. I, I, I agree. I've, I agree with James. That, I've actually. seen. I've seen glimpses of what this guy is capable of. I mean, I've told you already that you know, in Game Six, we had a 19-point lead on on the Nuggets, and and a game that should have been seen out, and he was a big part of that. He obviously went cold in Game Seven, but so did Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi had his worst uh, series game of his career, so it wasn't just PG. Um, no, but at least Kawhi. I'm sorry, but at least Kawhi. He turned up a few times. PG. Yeah. Just honesty. He's a walking bag of excuses, James. I'm think, sorry, but I think the thing you've got to remember though is how how much the Clippers gave up to get Paul George. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only thing. He was giving, yeah. giving up Gallinari, SGA. You, as you said, James, is like a, a really exciting yeah. piece for the future. All those picks and pick swaps and everything for that to just be like a one year experiment to yeah. then get rid of him, I think is is crazy. Yeah. They've got maybe in that context, charge. maybe in that context, yes. But I, his play is well deserved getting traded. I've I've heard opinions from kind of journalists who are close to the Clippers who think that he's untouchable. But obviously, if we can recoup what we gave. I think they would very much consider it, but they wouldn't just take anything for him because it would feel like such a net loss, and it would feel, you know, we've got Kawhi, we've got one of the, one of the best players in his prime, who I think is one of the best players in the world. You can't let that go to waste. He wanted PG as a partner, and if anything, he's got a bigger chip on his shoulder now, and you really hope that he knuckles down. Obviously, after two seasons, if it's as bad, then obviously let him go. But I think you've got a real chance with two awesome players and. Yeah, I wouldn't give him up. So I'd say he's untouchable. But the rest, I think we've got Montrose Harrell. Looks like he could be leaving. So maybe a, a sign-and-trade scenario could work in, in that regard. Uh, I'd love Lee Will, but come playoff time, he's a different player. Uh, Pat Bev could even be used in any of these situations. Um, I think another player that I probably noted down was was uh, Dinwiddie from, from the Nets. Obviously, if they get if they get Drew, they, they may look to move him on. So I, I, I like him for the Clippers. A realistic move for me would be Rondo. Um, I think an attribute that we've missed with this team is that kind of vocal leader. We've got, 100%. I think, two players who, who want to lead by example. One in Leonard, who does on every night, and another in PG. Uh, there isn't a lot of, of leaders in this team. I know Pete, uh, Pat Bev is, is quite a, a, a vocal player. I wouldn't really... like. He hasn't... To, not to sound harsh to him, he hasn't achieved... Yeah, that I know what you mean. I think sometimes to be a leader, has. 
Yeah, to be a leader, sometimes you have to have more than just being loud and shouty. Yeah. You have to actually lead by example. And Pat Bev, he's, he's all right. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but you need more than that. Kawhi, he's not really a leader. Kawhi is just silent and just does his job. Mm-hmm. He's a robot, as Theo would say. He's just a machine. He, he has no emotions in that regard. I wouldn't say he's a leader, but getting Rondo, that would be brilliant for you guys. Yeah. That would definitely put you as contenders. Yeah, you can, you can tell that was a good suggestion because me and Vinny were both kind of sat back then. And then you said Rondo and almost in unison, we both jolted forward like yeah nodding our heads like we'd love Rondo yeah. Clippers <laughs> I mean not a lot of rumours really come out of the Clippers to be honest um, we're quite kind of like tight we've got a time at front office that doesn't really let much slip mm-hmm. uh, you probably saw that in the last off season where the Woj bomb came in and everyone was like what, what the hell is going on um, so I have seen a rumour about Rondo I know he probably will be available um, and I would I would like us to go for that um, a wild card I'd probably throw in is Derek Rose uh, I know he could be available as well. You're the second um, person who said that so far. The, yeah. The, we had a LA Lakers on last week and they said they would want a yeah, wild card with Derek Rose. Course, and now you've said Derek Rose. Yeah. So it seems like I, LA loves Derek Rose. Yeah, I, I like Derek Rose. I think I think he fits in well. I don't know if he's quite the, like a, the defensive fit we may need, but as a playmaker, as... Mm someone who's, who's who's kind of been down and, and wants to come up, it, it might be, obviously, he could, I very much think he could be in LA next year. It could be his, his last opportunity to to kind of get that chip that, that he, he knows he, he wants and, and deserves. So I think there's there's a good opportunity that he could come in. But yeah, I think the main areas we're looking at, I think you could also argue for a centre. I wouldn't really know who's available. Um, we've got some young guys in, in that position who could, who could, uh, fulfill a job um, but yeah I think those are those are my main my main moves to be honest but it's very it's very hard to come up with them because we don't have a lot of, of salary cap um, we don't really have many assets we can give um, I like the idea of us perhaps buying into the first round um, I know usually second round pit, picks are, are up for sale but I've heard this year that maybe even first round picks are up for sale because there's a lot of franchises that that are on the down and fortunately we are a franchise that are blessed with with cash um we've got quite a, a an owner who's who's obviously he's got ambition and he, yeah. he's he's ready to spend so i'd like us to, to if anything buy into the first round and maybe draft a, a good young young point guard to maybe fit in, into this clipper side uh, yeah but as i say other than that there's, there's not a lot of so from that from that i'm guessing so you've said you'd want drew holiday as your Dream, dream, not realistic. Yeah. You would think Rondo, Rondo. and wild card Derek Rose. Is yeah. that what you're going to confirm with? That's that, I'm, that I'm confirming with that right now. That, that could solid. be a decent little contender solid. for you guys. Solid, solid yeah. one. Now, I want you to tell me a little bit about players that need to be watched. Okay, players that we might be sleeping on as a, as the casual Clippers viewer. Someone you okay. think that next year this player needs to be watched and this potential could be great for us. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Avicis Zubac, our, okay. our starting centre. Yeah. Um, he's made leaps and bounds. Um, obviously, we got him for an absolute steal from the Lakers. They, they gave him to us for free, basically. Um, but yeah, I really like him. He uh, he hustles. He gets rebounds. I think last uh, in the regular season, uh, we were one of the best teams at, at second chance points. So offensive rebounds, he's getting them boards. He, he's all over it. And he really did give Jokic a run for his money in, in the first couple of games. 
um, he was looking really good. He can he can score. He he can mm. do do everything you want from from a centre uh, in in you know the modern era. So I'd definitely definitely say definitely say uh, Victor Zubac. Um, one probably player that I'm hoping you'll look out for, especially you, Vincent, is Paul George. I really hope he has his redemption season. Um, hey, if Dwight, if Dwight Howard can have a redemption tour with the with the Lakers, Paul George has got a yeah. redemption tour with the Clips. Come on. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think definitely Paul George. I really hope he comes comes stronger this year and really, you know, gets down to work. I think he 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 mentioned some mental mental health problems in the bubble. Uh, obviously, you say he's got loads of excuses. I hope those excuses are put to rest and he can kind of get over that and um, you know really figure out what what he wants to do this this year. Yeah. Um, a few young guys. I think we got uh, Cabagale, who's an upcoming centre who could be used if Montrose Harrell goes. Um, he's someone who's in our G uh, G League team who's who's making quite quite a name for himself so I really want to see him get some minutes this year uh, Terence Mann as well is, is a young young point guard or mm. said that we need playmaking he could come big this year um, but yeah the, I think the main two for me would be Zubac and Paul George yeah, definitely keep an eye out for those Excellent. two Hopefully Excellent better ones. seasons than last. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I highly doubt about Paul George, but we'll see. Prove me wrong. Yeah, we'll see. But honestly, James, it's been absolutely a pleasure for you to have honest to be on the pod today. It's been good just to hear from you, to hear from a Clippers fan. I'm sure you're expecting high things from your team next year. But honestly, thank you for joining us today. Honestly, be chatting with you has been brilliant. Of course, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, I love I love being here, and I hope uh, maybe one point in the season I can come back and maybe reaffirm reaffirm those kind of predictions I've given you. And <laughs> honestly, we're in, a, we're in a better space. Honestly, not if you if you take Dinwiddie from us, then no, you're not. You're not <laughs> yeah, <welcome back. laughs> or if you steal Drew Holiday, all that also. Honestly, no, you're going to be coming in here giving us grief when the Clippers. You see Clippers contenders yet again and winning it we'll see we'll see highly unlikely but we'll see i'm only joking i'm only joking but honestly shout us out give us a little plug for your 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 handles basically give it tell us a little bit more about your handles yeah so obviously if you're a clipper fan watching this i run the the biggest uk clipper account at clippers UK. real talk real talk um I'm followed by the Clippers, so that's hundred uh, percent verified. Tidy. Uh, Ooh, Ooh, fancy, James. <laughs> Ooh, Clipper friends. <laughs> yeah, come, come, uh, come, show your support this year if, if you are a Clipper fan listening to this, uh, or any NBA fan. I, I do general NBA chat as well. I, I don't mind having uh, other fans follow. It's it's completely normal. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, then it's definitely the place to come. Honestly, James, uh-huh. appreciate you coming on. This appreciate it, brilliant. James. And we're definitely going to have you on again, brother. Honestly, it's been fun. The season's starting on the 22nd, so there's no reason for us to have you on. Maybe maybe a few games in when we'll see what happens with the Clippers. Yeah, I'd love that. I can't wait for it to start. Honestly, appreciate you having uh-huh. us, James. It's been great. Thanks, Take it easy, man. Take you easy, bud. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I now give you the BB, the Boston Brit himself. He has joined us today. What are you saying, brother? You good? I'm good. I am good, man. I am good. Sorry, it took me a while to get online, though. My uh, my iMac decided to uh, to be to be naff. naff nah, the people won't even know. They'll just be thinking it's just another segment that's just come in. So they won't even know, brother. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> might put a little bit of waiting music there in the middle just to like just so they know what we've experienced just to share that but 
We'll never know. It'll be yeah, just put, just put some elevator music on. Everyone will be fine. <laughs> no, but thank you for joining us today. Obviously, I'm actually like they say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but you know what? I'm here for it. I am here for it. Everyone knows I love the Boston bit, and also I love the Boston Celtics. They're my second team. Yeah, as everyone knows, they are my second team. You know, Jason Tatum, the problem. Uh, everybody, so I'm happy for you to be joining us today. I just want to start off with you, but honestly, just tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you into what you are doing at the moment for the UK-based fans or of the Boston Celtics? Why you chose the Celtics? A little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. So to be honest, I mean, I, I got into I got into the game around 2004. Okay. So one of my, one of my best friends at school, we we're in secondary school, and he um, he went on holiday to America. Uh, he did kind of like a tour going around all different different parts of America. And, but he ended his holiday in Boston um, and he went and watched uh, Boston City Garden. And, you know, back in those days, we had the uh, Motorola Razor phones. Remember those flip phones? Awful looking things. Absolute bricks. But um, so basically he, he took some videos on that. Really pixelated. It was awful. But he came back over and you, typically like when we used to go on holiday, uh, we used to buy each other something so he brought me back a hat um and some other bits and bobs which to be honest i can't remember now uh, what is it that hat you're wearing now no 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 to, to be honest with you I, it's actually it's at my parents house that hat um i should actually really have it in here hung up um because it's one of the reasons why i started supporting them so uh but anyway like so he said he came he came back he showed me these videos and he's like yeah i went and watched basketball watched the nba i was like at, the, at that time obviously the nba wasn't really a thing in the UK. So I was like, what the hell is that? And it uh, started showing me the videos. And obviously when you're, when your best mate likes something, when you're that young, you tend to, you tend to follow suit really. So, and I was a very sporty person anyway, like football and mm. pretty much anything. And he, you know, ever since then we kind of followed, I followed Boston. Um, Cause that's, that's what he brought me back, you know, that hat. And ever since then it's kind of been Boston really. Boston, you bleed, you bleed green now, eh? <laughs> yeah, you cut my veins open, I bleed green. That is what it is. Honestly, and honestly, how did you start off with uh, the Boston Brit? You basically, how did you start off your page and what kind of made you want to do that? So th- th- there was a c- couple of, you know, you guys have come into the, come into the scene um, and loads of other guys as well. Like since when I started, it, you know, it was only, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, there wasn't many pages back then. Uh, so the only person that I, you know, the two people that I followed the most, uh, three people, sorry, were, were G-Shack, um, Mo, Mo Moonsey, um, and Pure Kicks. So th- those were the three guys, which, you know, I used to look at their content all the time and things like that. And I kind of always remember speaking to Mo and saying, because Mo's a Celtics fan as well. And I said to Mo, I was like, look, I'm, I'm really debating whether just to do a, just to do a page. So I like doing sports graphics and things. I was like, someone might like it. Someone might, you know, want to be uh, following me for, for some reason, which still to this day, I don't know why that many people do follow me, to be honest with you. But um, Mo just went, go for it. So got to give credit to Mo. Got to give credit to uh, Timmy and Flo as well from Pure Kicks and G-Shack as well. So without them, there wouldn't be a Boston Brick. Happy days, happy days. Yeah, shout out to Mo Moonsi and the Ginger Shack. So you can't complain with them too. Brilliant from NBA UK fans. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you thought about the season. 2020 season, 
what do you think of how it ended for you guys? What were you kind of expecting? How it went? The performances? Now, to be honest with you, so at the start of the season, I went over to Boston for our first home game at TD Garden. Okay. And I was, you know, I was really lucky enough to go on live TV with Scal and Kyle on NBC Sports Boston. And to, live TV is no joke. I'll, I'll tell you that. I was sweating. <laughs> Lucky I kept my hoodie on because un, underneath that, it was not, it would have looked horrific. I was sweating buckets. But I said, you know, on that, that some players needed to step up and that not many Celtics fans, we didn't really expect too much from that season, from this season. Like, if I'm brutally honest, we're, so I've spoken to, you know, some of the guys at the Celtics and one thing which kind of stuck with me was a guy, you know, Mark, uh, Mark D'Amico. He does loads of the Celtics.com stuff. And he said to me that every single season, the Celtics, you know, typical teams. So if you look at like Atlanta or Dallas or anyone like that, they'll be looking to get to the playoffs, you know, like they'll, they'll have their meetings at the start of the season about what do we have to do to get to the playoffs? Well, the Celtics are a complete different outfit. They say, if we don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, at least it's a failure. Right. Anything like that is a failure, and that's how that's the mentality. It's always been like that, apparently, right. um, which is which is crazy. And you know, kind of circling back to you know your question, not many Celtics fans. We didn't really know what to expect this season. Obviously, we knew. Obviously, we got Kemba coming in. Jalen Brown came off a season last, you know, one previously where he wasn't. You know, he wasn't really performing and we then just given him an absolute monster contract. So we were quite reluctant and a bit like, well, he's got to step up. And we knew Jason was going to kind of maintain and just, just keep growing. But we didn't expect, you know, we did not expect Jason Tatum to play like he did. We didn't expect Jalen Brown. Almost MVP caliber, honestly. He's un- unbelievable. And if he keeps going on that trajectory, um, he's going to be an MVP in the next two. If I have said this, he's going to be an, MB, uh, an MVP in the next three years. And the issue with that is if he doesn't, I have to wear a Laker Jersey on an NBA UK fans live. And like I said, I, I don't think many Celtics fans, I think we would have been happy with, with the outcome of the season. Bit frustrating at the end, you know, where we just, we we don't we didn't have enough depth. That that is the the crux of it. You know we've got we had loads of rookies on the bench. You know we had Ennis Cantor who don't get me wrong he had his moments but he you know he's not the only player that we could realistically say coming off our bench and our second rotation is Marcus Smart who is just Mr Boston himself. But other than that you know we we didn't really have much depth. So getting to that far getting to the Eastern Conference Finals was. I think a successful season. Bit of a shame because I do think we could have, you know, I think we could have given the Lakers a better run for their money than than, than the Heat did. Um, but at that point, you know, the, the guys were playing ridiculous minutes. There was it was it was outrageous. Like they were they were playing every single minute of every single game, and to be an athlete and to p- perform consistently at that high level for that many minutes, night after night. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have wanted to be one of those players in that bubble. Yeah, because I've always said the Celtics. When you look at them, I've, I'm, I'll still, I'll still stand by. It. I think that you have got the best starting five in the league. I can't think of a. You can argue a better starting five 
not really. But if you're talking five players, sorry, Theo, what were you going to say? Theo seems to have a face on him. What are you thinking, brother? A better I'd... starting five. Give me a better starting five in the, than the no, Celtics. No, no, I won't. You can't go this, this isn't about Brooklyn. This isn't about Brooklyn. Oh, here oh, we go. I thought you were talking about the Bulls. Oh, no. I thought you, you were talking you about bring the up balls. Kyrie Irving, I will, I will leave this call right now. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Have you seen Have you seen how everyone just kept quiet when Jared tried to say the Bulls? Everyone didn't even acknowledge that, Jared, because you're talking about the Bulls. Please stop yourself. But yeah, just going back to what I was saying is, with the Boston Celtics, I just feel like they've got the best starting five, but you've just hit on the nail then. They haven't got a depth. And I feel that the series against the Heat, what your problem was, you went in thinking, we're a better team than these, we'll beat these. We're a better team, we should beat them. And you didn't kind of have that animal instinct just to close games off because you should have won a couple of those games. You should have clearly won that. So that was the fault. And I felt like the attitude was, we're going to beat this team. We're a better team than the Heat. And the Heat just went, no, we are not going down that easily. I mean, I mean, you've got to give, you have got to give the Heat credit though. Like mm. They were, uh, it, they were insane in the bubble. Mm. They were very, very good. Mm. And it's something which, you know, I, I don't think many NBA fans expected that, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if you guys did, but I didn't expect Miami to get to where they are. See, I did. <laughs> I did pick him. I did pick him, Nate, as my dark horse for the, for the whole bubble. So that's that's fair. I mean, like they were they were unbelievable. They're very very good, and you know I was more I was more worried. Um, I said this to to Dan who does Miami Heat UK. I said to him, I was like, I'm more I was more worried about Toronto than I was Miami. I, I honestly thought we would beat Miami fairly comfortably, um, but you know, obviously fatigue starts to set in, and when you've when you're expecting. Jason Tatum to go for like 40 a night, 30 a night. It's not, it just wasn't going to happen really. The so. problem can't hack it all by himself, can he? <laughs> problem <laughs> the problem. Eventually, I think, you know, he's going to be that caliber player, but to put all of that pressure on, uh, on Jason. And yeah, like you said, we could have closed out a few of those games if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest. Okay. But at the end of the day, the better team won in that series. And I do think that we'll be right back we'll be right back there next season. Okay. Happy. So you think in next season, you, you are on the bar to get to the conference finals again? Yeah, I do. I think, obviously, like I said, we have to, we have to look at our bench. We have to, things we played a lot, we play small ball. Like, we just don't have a true big. Daniel Tice was, he had a great season. He had a great, great season. But other than that, you know, we play quite small ball, the Boston Celtics. So. Join the club. Join the club. Houston Rockets till I die. Well, exactly. I mean, it's just, we need to, if you're going to compete, you know, with the Lakers, you're going to compete with those teams that have got that depth and have got that size. Like we need to, we need to bring that in. So I do think Danny, you know, we've got quite a lot of assets to, uh, to play around with, if I'm honest, you know, coming up. So into the, you know, into the draft and into free agency and things like that. So I think Danny's going to have something up his sleeve. And we do not don't be surprised if you see a big um, at the Boston Celtics, a well-known big going into next season. Well, touching on that, tell me about your moves you want to be seeing from the upcoming season. So I want to tell, I'm going to give you three choices here. So, well, three kind of answers I want you to give me. Your dream move, it can either be a free agency or a trade. Your dream move, your realistic one, we think that's going to happen. And your wild card that we might be sleeping on and we might not be seeing that might come 
what you kind of wanted. Okay, what do you want first? What, 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 what give you me your dream one. Everyone, oh, everyone always starts with their dream one. So give me your dream mood. Like you know, I'd love him playing for my team. Well, don't say Kyrie gonna... Irving. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nightmare. Well, That's a nightmare situation. To be honest with you, Kyrie, Kyrie is a great player. Right, he he is a great player. I think the one thing which annoyed Celtics fans the most is when you know we, I don't think any of us had any problem with him leaving. Like if he wanted to leave, fair enough. But I think it was the way he went about it, the way he kind of stood in front of the whole... The last thing you do, right, is stand <laughs> in front of the whole of TD Garden and say you're going to re-sign and then absolutely cave in, bottle it and leg it. Like that's the last thing you do. And then the audacity to be injured in those <laughs> games where... <laughs> do you think he faked it? Do you think he faked that injury? Um... I, look, I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I've got nothing. Look, I've got nothing against the guy. I think he's a great. I think he's a great basketball player. You know, he is. He is one of the top point guards in the league when he's when he's on his on his game. Um, you but, just think he's a bit of a rat. Yeah, I th- yeah, he's a snake. <laughs> this is what we have to deal with with you, Theo. This is what we think of Kyrie, and that's why he's going to be a problem for you, Nets. Okay, that, I'm just going to say that to you now, Theo. I'm just going to say that to you. We'll, well we got Kemba. We got Kemba, so it's all good. Happy we got day. we got the happy man. We got the happy man. So, but your dream signing? What would you say is your dream one? Um, so I'm not going to go for anyone on the West. I think the West the West is absolutely stacked, and you know that that West division is like it's such an exciting one to watch. Like as a neutral, if you want to call it that, I'd love I'd love to get Yanis. If I'm being brutally honest, as a dream scenario, Yanis, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. That's coming, out, that's, that's coming out of the east any day. That is dangerous. That is a dangerous. A dynasty. Yeah, exactly. That is a, that is a chip right there. Oh, hundred percent. So that that would be my ideal. That would be my dream. Whether that could ever happen, you know, Yanis goes into free agency next season, next year, I believe. After next season, I think he's in free agency, isn't he? So you never know. He might imagine that though. Yanis, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. You just be thinking to yourself, what's the point? I'd turn up and like, what's the point? Like, what is literally the point? Why are we playing these guys? I mean, to, to be honest with you, it'd be a great, great matchup with, with the Nets, a fully healthy Nets. And if, say, if we had, did have Yanis, like, you know, a fully healthy Celtics with Yanis, like, that would be, that'd be one hell of an Eastern Conference Finals. I think that in, in, the, in the next couple of years, I think that's what, what the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be, is okay. Brooklyn, Boston. So. Okay. Okay, I I I I I I can't. I'm not. I'm just hoping the Nets don't do much this year because I'm going to give Theo so much grief, so much grief, BB. I promise you that I'm giving him so much grief. I'm well, just happy to have somebody you. on the pod who actually put some respect on Brooklyn's name rather than than these two idiots doing nothing but <laughs> slating him all the time. Well, and what be funny if, if you wear those horrific artist jerseys. And you're not going to get <laughs> far, are you? They are, they are horrendous. Uh, what, not, what is that all about? To be fair, I'm your torn. throwback... I'll give you a throwback jersey. Your throwback jersey is nice. I, you know, that's really nice. But that other one... thought they'd given yeah. a five-year-old a crayon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Nike. Nike actually have a lot of the say in designing the jerseys. Right. So they have a massive, massive say in it. Like, so they are the ones that go out and, and design it and then they just show it to the... To the, someone in the team, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, whatever." You know what? You know, you know, we made those decisions making, Matt BB. 
I'm telling you right now, he's the same person who made the decision to bring Kyrie Irving. They went, yeah, whatever, it's Kyrie Irving, let's bring him in. That's exactly what they thought. When they all sat down with each, with each other, they all went, yeah, whatever, Kyrie Irving, bring him in. That's exactly whoever made that decision was the same person who made the decision to bring Kyrie Irving to the Nets. I rest my case. <laughs> a okay. brilliant man, obviously. There you go, there you go. Anyway. Now, give me your realistic one, a realistic move that you think that this gonna, is going to happen for you guys. It's something that potentially will happen. Um, now, there's been a lot of speculation that Gordon doesn't want to pick up his player option. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, listeners, can, can we just... Sorry, just to interrupt, Nath. Yeah. Nath is on first-name terms with NBA All-Star player Gordon Hayward. Let's just appreciate that for a moment. Carry on, sorry. To be fair, I have got his email address, so that's... That's my claim to fame. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> is it gordon.hayward at Google Mail? <laughs> no, I actually, I, to be honest, should I, should I give it? No, nah, I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no, so I think obviously Gordon wants to, there's a lot of speculation that Gordon wants to opt out of his player option. Now, I kind of see why he would want to and why he wouldn't want to. Obviously, you know, he's not prone to injury, but obviously he's been injured. He come back, you know, he he was he was very good this year. His stats, if you look at his stats, you know, I think he shot like 50% or something like that. So underrated. Yeah, so underrated. He's such a facilitator. And, you know, I, I personally, I want him to stay. But um, I think that we will end up trading Gordon for... I think you're probably looking at someone like Miles Turner, maybe Victor Oladipo. I think you're looking along that kind of... Victor? Yeah, I mean, there's some speculation about Victor, but I think, you know, we need a big. You know, I think we need a a big which is known in the league because obviously there's a couple of centres in, in coming into the draft, which I, I don't really follow the draft up until draft day. It's just not something, you know, I, I typically look at really, but... Um, Join the club, same as me. Yeah, I, I think it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... Until it gets to the night, and then I, I'll just sit and watch it, and I'll get to know the players that way. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I do think that we'll end up trading Gordon. I think it will be for someone like Miles Turner and some other, you know, depth moves kind of thing to bring onto the bench just to bolster it a bit. I, th- I think that's how we'll play it. Um, but Danny, you know, Danny is the, the master of finessing. So that's how we ended up with Jalen and Jason. And that's why Markel Fultz ended up at the Sixers and then being shipped off to Disneyland. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I th- yeah, I, th- I think someone like Miles Turner, you know, that kind of scenario, I think that's probably a realistic with Gordon in the mix. Okay. And now your wild card. Something that out of the blue that you'll be like, you know what, that might, that might work. Go on. Don't say Kyrie Irving. <laughs> um, see, this is a tough one. So, so one that I would love, that I will say, one I would love, I would love us to bring IT back. Now, not many fans will probably agree with me on it, but I think he, he will give, he'll give, he gives you scoring off the bench, like guaranteed, you know? And he's, uh, yeah, he might be in the second rotation, third rotation, but he's going to be around players that can facilitate as well. Mm. Because he, the thing is with IT, he needs to be with facilitators, like, 
numerous ones. Obviously, he can drive in and, you know, he's quite injury prone at the moment, or he has been since he left us. Is he still on free contract at the moment? Is he still free agent? He's, yeah, he's, he's unrestricted. He's his free agent. So um, I'd love I'd love us to bring IT back just as a... Because, I mean, what he did for us, you know, in that season, and obviously with the death of his sister and coming in and putting up honestly, what, points, I think it was a lag. Honestly, like, someone to do that, like to come, what was it, was it the day before his sister died or was it the night or something? It was, it was, it was the day after, I believe. Wow. I think it was the day after. So the, the night after he come in and just, you know. Alleged is kind of IT, going IT got to, Yeah, IT got to that level, uh, or started to go to that level of what Marcus Smart means to the Celtics. Yeah. If Danny Ainge ever said, we're trading Marcus Smart, <laughs> It would be a revolt, honestly. Everyone would riot. It, it would not happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was that kind of that kind of love that the Celtics fans showed him, you know, especially with that whole sister thing. I think that just kind of showed to to us fans anyway. We were like, look, we'll love you forever now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was a legend for you guys. It was a bit of a situation that happened for him, but you never know. It back at the Celtics. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. Honestly, you never know. But tell me a little bit about players to watch. Like my favorite player for the Boston Celtics, everyone knows it's the problem himself. Jason Tatum, man. I, I just love that guy. I actually love everything about him. These guys were slating him at the beginning of the bubble, like saying, Oh, he's not turning up. I said, My guy needs a trim. He needs a trim. Once he gets his trim sorted out, he'll be balling again. And what he did, he got his trim and started balling. So he's my favorite player for you guys. But I want to know who you think is a player to watch next year who could be an important key factor to you guys doing well. Someone maybe necessarily, people have been, not necessarily sleeping on, but just someone who someone needs to be looking at and going, this guy could be the potential for us as a winner for us. Okay, so I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give you three. Right? I'll give okay. you three. Um, obviously the BB is entitled to three. He is entitled <laughs> to three, people. Obviously, obviously Jason... Jason Tatum is just, I think if he, if he keeps going like he was to that same caliber um, performances that he was putting in, he's going to be, like I said, an MVP very, very soon. So obviously he's a player to watch. Um, Jalen Brown is on that trajectory uh, as well, where he's just, you know, he, him and him and it kind, they've kind of got that Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett vibe. Yeah, different positions, but it's that kind of chemistry and that kind of, you know, they call each other fire and ice. Do you reckon he's got potential to be an all-star this year? Uh, Jalen, yeah, 100%. 100%. He, he will be, he, obviously he was in the conversation last year, yeah. but not like, you know, but I, I think, yeah, I mean, if he keeps performing like he did um, in the bubble and just before that, um, to be fair, throughout the whole season, he's been very consistent. 100%. He's surprised quite a lot of us. So, if, yeah, he makes it, if, he makes it, if he makes it to the All-Star team, Vincent, will you stop calling him Jalen Rose, do you think? Or will you just always the, is, the, thing is, the thing is, BB, what I keep doing, right? Every single time I talk about Jalen Rose, I mean, Jalen Brown, <laughs> I always say Jalen Rose for some reason. I have no idea. I just always say Jalen Brown. I mean, Rose. Yeah, I said it right. Just say JB. Just say JB. And yeah, JB. And it's not like I don't even know who Jalen Brown is. I absolutely love Jalen Brown. He's a quality player. But I always just say Jalen Rose for some reason. But, you know, it is. And then expects me to somehow edit it so that he said Jalen Brown the first time. Like This is what we pay you for, Jared. This is what we pay you for, Jared. My wages need doubling. 
Is it one of those? Oh yeah, that's uh, let's stop the recording a second. then just throw that in at the end they keep it in they keep it in they always keep it in all the time so I can look like a fool all the time so (laughs) and what was your third one what's another one we need to be watching my third one he he was injured a little bit this year but he has the potential to be a great versatile big is Rob Williams Time Lord like if you watch him his athleticism is unreal his ups his jumps his you know his movement as well for such a big guy. Yeah, he he he's going to be a great player. He's going to be one to watch. If we can keep hold of him, that is, he might. You know, we might end up trading him in a package. But um, I think he's got massive, massive potential to be a really, really good big in the league. You know, you're looking at like Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, right. like that kind of. You know, up in that conversation where. Yeah, he's he could be p- pushing all star level. You know what I mean? But a part he's got of a few me, years off that. a part of me when you were about to say a big we need to we need to be watching was you were going to say Taco Fall, and I was like, wow, I was about <laughs> to just lose all respect to you when you're about to say Taco Fall, and I was like, wow, okay, wow, bro, thank you for bringing that back in, clarifying it for us. Thank you for that. <laughs> Honestly, Taco, Taco is Taco is a he's a fun player to watch. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of he those players when I look he had, he had well, like the first game in the bubble wasn't it where he just went off didn't he and didn't he have like a mental game for the seas where he was knocking down threes and he was he, just it so was a had, joy to watch so the greatest so the, the, the greatest thing about Taco is when he first I think it was his first game in TD Garden and there's a clip I've actually got a clip as well which I'll send you boys if you, you know if you if you put this out as a video you can always like throw it in as well but there's a bit where um some fans recording in the in, in the crowd and everyone's shouting obviously like taco time taco time kind of thing and Brad Stevens is there smiling it's coming towards the end of the game I can't remember who's against it might have been Cleveland or someone that I can't remember or the, or the Knicks um and everyone's going mental and then Brad Stevens kind of looks around smiles and then kind of does that to the fans everyone gets up goes mental and then he looks at taco points at taco and as soon as he gets up i to be fair i've never heard i've never heard since the 2008 championship winning like um game six i've, I've never heard td garden go or any boston celtics fan fans go mental like they did for that moment it was it was really funny like, i kind of felt sorry for him in a way because i don't want to you know Kind of feels like a charity case, but he's not because he's obviously he plays for the Boston. He's, he's your Jared Dudley. That's what I say. Taco Four is your Jared Dudley. <laughs> he's your Jared Dudley. That's what I look at him and I think that's every every player needs a Jared Dudley. Every team has it needs a Jared Dudley. And he's your Jared Dudley. So it reminds me of that Looney Tunes um, Jared Dudley. <laughs> Who's that? Is it El Fudd? What is it? Who's the what, what's that? What's the little? Is it the pig? I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's 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 a great little one. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, no, but uh, just to finish it off a little bit, you've touched on it, obviously, your expectations, but I want to know what you think is going to happen for you, the Celtics next year. What do you expect and what do you want to happen? Not what, what you expect is going to happen for you guys next year. Um, I think, like, in, in, so in my head, I am saying NBA finals. In my heart, I'm saying Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. I think this, the issue is you've got the Bucks. You've now got the Nets coming back in with KD and Kyrie. 
and you've got the Raptors. Now, I think we were, yeah, I went to games. Obviously, I, I think we were quite comfortable against the Raptors. We kind of let a few slip, but um, I don't think Miami is going to be at the level they were last year uh, going into the going into the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. Um, but I think, I think we'd have the the better going over. I don't particularly want the Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals, ideally, but it never usually works out like that. So we always end up with the Bucks at some point. Um, so I would say Eastern Conference Finals for me, but the Brooklyn Nets are going to be a problem. I, I'll no, they're not. No, no, no. Don't be nice. Don't I'm be nice. Just because Theo's here. Just because Theo's here. Don't be nice, okay? No, I do. I do think. I do think there'll be an issue. I do think there'll be an issue. If hey, um, how much did you? How much did you pay the BB before he came on? For yes, the not up for discussion. That's irrelevant, right? Okay. Now. I'll, take, okay. I'll take my check at the end, mate. No, um, <laughs> nah, only joking to any UK Nets fans. We're listening out here. We actually do love the Nets. Only joking. No, you don't. Do you? No, don't try and sponge in now, Vincent. Because <laughs> BB's here. Stop showing off, BB. <laughs> Acting like because he's respecting the Nets. Oh, I'm Honestly. Honestly, no, but honestly, thank you so much for that. Honestly, we just wanted to see how you would do, man, and just see a couple of insights on your experiences and what your team is representing. Everyone knows I love the Boston Celtics. They're my second team. Uh, so I just want to throw that out of there again. Uh, I'm proud of those boys, man, and I want, them to, I want to see them succeed. And uh, I want them to get that chip again, you know what I mean? So you can have that over the Lakers. So oh, not showing any favouritism. Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on the, oh, we've got 17 now. Yeah, but we got to 17 first, so you can relax. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. No, but honestly, thank you so much, baby, for coming on. We appreciate you. Uh, we just love what you do, man. Just keep what you do, man. Do you want to plug out your little, plug you, plug you a little bit. Tell us about your handles. Uh, so if you do want to follow me, uh, I am at the Boston Brit on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm going to be also as well. I am the Boston Brit UK on YouTube. I'm going to be starting doing loads of stuff with NBA 2K when the next gen console drops out and things. So, um, and also as well, I am the Boston Brit on Twitch. So I will be streaming a lot, doing a lot of YouTube stuff with 2K. Uh, so that's going to be quite fun. Honestly, brother, people need to be following you more. You, I'm, you know, I'm going to say it, you're my favourite uh, UK fan base there. I've said it. I've said it. I'm going to say it with my chest. I don't care. Anyone want to throw hate at me? I don't care. The BB all the way, okay? Shout out I'm, to well, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for G-Shack to be like, oh. Honestly, and I love, and I love, and I love G-Shack as well, but I'm sorry. It's got to <laughs> be you, brother. But honestly, thank you for coming on today. It's been absolutely a laugh. And we're pleased. We're going to have you on again when the season starts again. It looks like it's going to be starting in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to have to chat again or after the season a little bit, but it's going to be great, brother. We need to have you on again. Thank you for joining us. 100%, man. No worries. No worries. Come on anytime. Just let me know. That was fun, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-mm-mm. I hope you enjoyed it. Please give us a little follow on on any kind of platform, Twitter, Instagram, you know how it is. Drop us a mention if you like something or you want to hear something. Or if you want a special guest on, let us know. We, we, we give you, we're here for the people, okay? We're here for the people. But it's been your boy, Vincent, as always, representing. It's been your boy, Theo. They better double me. They better double me. They better double him. And, and Jared. Been, and it's been Jared. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Music playing in the background now.